Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Derek Kramer is producing. We're rocking and rolling. It's a uh, sunny, rare, sunny Saturday morning in Western New York. Big weekend uh, across Western New York. And actually, it all started uh, last week, I think, with uh, youth baseball leagues having their opening day parades and opening day games. Uh, In fact, uh, my son is at his for the Cayuga. Cubs defending city champions, might I add. They're uh, participating in the Cayuga Parade right now. In fact, they should be wrapping it up around 93rd Street. Still don't know if we're having our game today. It's slated to play around 3, 3.30. Tom, the, the conditions have been horrible as far as teams trying to get uh, practices in and you know, obviously getting a start. I know you were talking last week, Orchard Park, they had their parade but didn't get their opening games in. Yeah, they uh, got some games in this week, but it was uh, I know they're even trying to juggle the schedule to get games that were canceled yesterday and bring them into tonight, try to put some under the lights just to be able to save some games. I know travel I got canceled last week on Sunday. It looks like I'm going to get canceled again tomorrow the way the weather is. Even here, when we talk about high school, last night I went to a Will North West Seneca West game in Cheektowaga. Uh, we had Lakeshore play Maryvale at North Collins. So we're they're moving around mm-hmm. to get to the uh, turf fields, right? Yes. And take advantage of that, and obviously those have been uh, those have been a, a big help. Uh, modified, uh, you know, one of my former players, he plays modified now for Niagara Falls. His mom says they've gotten in a couple of games at best. Not exactly an ideal spring in Western New York. Would like it to be a little sunnier. And I'm looking at the forecast, and this upcoming week is not much better. You I was know, just looking telling, at maybe high as 61. I was telling Tom earlier, uh, uh, in the softball, the Clarence girls played the OP girls earlier in the week at Clarence. Yesterday they were scheduled to play at OP, same teams. They moved the game back to Clarence because Clarence has got the artificial turf. So even though the game was at Clarence, it was still OP's home game. Right. But that's... As far as they're going, just to get these games in, they don't need to get any farther behind than they already are. 
Yeah, not to mention, I'm sure uh, most of you are like me. You're anxious to get your backyard oh. going. Uh, I feel like, you know, by the time it dries out, the grass is going to be taller than me. I was able to cut my front yard, but forget about the backyard. It's it's a crazy spring so, so far. It's like a swamp in the backyard, yeah. you know. And, and not only that, I, you know, you know Lukey, my, uh, my youngest, uh, the mayor, playing uh he does play modified they've gotten three games in so far i like that picture you posted of him <laughs> he's, he's he awesome. has game face on <laughs> but i mean he's they played three games and one of them was at clarence on the turf at eight o'clock in the morning on a saturday wow just to make sure they went in before all the jv and varsity games went in yeah and then you're dealing with chilly temperatures at oh, yeah. that point so it's not uh it's not been ideal conditions and i just hope that it gets it gets better but you know, we have to deal with it. We're Western New York. We're we've gone through this before. I know we've had years past where we've had unbelievably nice springs where it seemed like we had an extended summer, but it doesn't look like we're going to get that this year. And I just hope that's not an indicator of what summer's going to be like. That Anthony, would be terrible. guess what? What's that? I actually made it to an event at HSBC. <laughs> oh, whatever you call it now. Thursday night. You want to see the who? Uh, you were supposed to say who was playing there. Uh, I don't know, because I yes. saw Diana's post. Who's, so. who's playing there? Yeah, that's right. Like, who's on first and all that. And you ruined it. Sorry. No. Oh, well. I saw them on one of their farewell tours in the 80s. You know, they've had like 50 farewell tours. Yeah, every, how many last hurrahs can they have? But at least I can say I got to see them with John Entwistle. And Do you know who the drummer is for the Who now? It is Ringo Starr's son. Starkey, you, I should say. Uh, well, Zach Richard Starkey. Yeah. Uh, Ringo Starr's real name or his given name, birth name was Richard Starkey. But are you ready for this, Anthony? Hmm. Ringo Starr's son is a year younger than you. 53 years old. Wow. When Diana Googled that, and if you saw him, he looks like he's in his 30s. It looks very good does not look like uh, AARP qualified. Let's put it that way. Actually, but, Ringo looks pretty good for his age. He's doing well, how great. Old is Ringo? Ringo's got to be in his late seventies. Yeah, if I'm not, I think he was the oldest of the Beatles. Could have been, Could if have I'm been. not mistaken. But uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm glad that you got to see them, and uh, I saw the set list. Uh, not a huge Who fan, but you know, uh, well, made my concert when they play Substitute. That, that's my Who song. I think my concert days are over because of the hearing problems that I've had and, you know, getting together with uh, hearing evaluation services and the things that they've told me about hearing. I think I'm done. I want to keep what little hearing I have left. I know the hearing aids help, but uh, well, I don't I'm not normally a concert attending fan and all that, but uh, you know, because my. Uh philosophy is how many cds can you buy for the price of a concert ticket you know they are the uh, frugality in me of course that always kicks in right away unless it's a garbage plate then he's got no problem shelling out the cash absolutely all right guys uh we've got high school sports to talk about let's start it out with news and notes mr francis back you have elected to receive all right i have two things first comes from our good friend john moriello from rochester he wrote a column that came out today on pressconnects.com uh he talked with uh, mike Pereira, who was the former vp of officiating for the nfl and he's starting this new program which sounds really cool um battlefields to ball fields which uh helps he wants to bring f- veterans in to become referees because the idea is they're the ones who are used to getting 
uh, yelled at while trying to execute a job. So and plus, yeah, you big know. difference between getting yelled at from a parent and a drill sergeant. I'll take the parent, please. That's easy. So uh, that'll be the idea. Plus, you know, it, it gives some something for them to do. So he's taking donations, trying to fundraise just to make it more feasible for these. And I guess John pointed out that in some areas of the country. They're seeing like a seventy percent de-retention rate. So of people who like their first year of officiating, seventy percent won't come back in some areas of the country. Gee, and, I wonder why. Yeah, and these old and you know the professional leagues are starting to take notice as well as you know this is their minor leagues per se for their officials. So uh, that was one point. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, and and it's the same goes for coaching. Uh, we're losing a lot of coaches who don't want to put up with the garbage that they hear from, coming from the sidelines. So well, I, I don't need the coaches, or the officials, now because the parents are doing it from the sidelines. Yeah, well, we'll just put the striped shirts on the parents, let them get out there. <laughs> and hey, then, you, loudmouth in the stands, your turn. You got the second half. Go then ahead. the other piece of news is the uh, 2019 Kemmer West Softball Clinic is coming up on June 27th and 28th. For those of you who don't know, this is probably one of the most successful camps run by a high school program, probably at least in the North Towns, if not all of Western New York. Countless players have gone to be campers and turn into players and then come back and teach in this program. It's for uh, softball players ages 7 to 16. It runs from 9 to 4 on those days. It'll take place at Kenmore West High School. $80 is the cost. I just put up more information on the Inside High School Sports Facebook page, but if you have a daughter that's into softball, this is the program to take them to, and it's right after school ends. Speaking of Kenmore West softball, uh, let's do a big happy birthday, Dennis Sorrow. <laughs> happy birthday, big guy. I know he's a uh, longtime affiliated with uh, Kenmore West softball. Poor guy. You know, he's still devastated that his parents moved out of the Kensington district just when he was ready to enter high school. <laughs> he's been seeking therapy guy. ever since. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Dennis. You're the man. Uh, be seeing you soon. Uh, softball playoffs will be coming up in a couple weeks, and he will be there. He assists Jay Hall, who is still a chairperson for uh, softball in Section 6. Cool. Speaking of softball, Anthony, uh, just want to – let all you junkies know today at the Pew High School, eight games will be played today. It's a that's a lot of ball invitational. Well, they're actually going to utilize. They got new surf turf fields up at the Pew. They'll be playing on both the softball diamond and the baseball diamond, which will be adapted for softball. Okay. As we speak now, Frontier is playing West Seneca West. Will South is playing St. Mary's of Lancaster. At noon, the Pew will play Sacred Heart. And uh, defending Class C state champions, Chautauqua Lake will be playing Eden. Then at 2 o'clock, the team, four teams that played at 10 will play again. West Seneca will play St. Mary's. Frontier will play Will South. And at 4 o'clock, the 12 o'clock participants will play again. This time, DePue will play Chautauqua Lake. Sacred Heart will play Eden. So that's at DePue High School today from... Now, as we speak, all the way till five, six o'clock, you can see softballer. 
Nice. And, and Tony, if you haven't been to the Dupuy con- uh, complex yet, that is a phenomenal. They've done such a great job with that complex. It is now one of the premier sites to go see, whether it's ball, uh, baseball or softball. So go take a look at that. I like that. And I like the trend that we're going to uh, throughout Western New York and going to the nice uh, turf uh, uh, fields. It's a huge help, as we said earlier, with all the rain. At least those types of fields are able to get uh, get games in. Okay, only other thing I have for news and notes, Anthony, and I didn't get, hear back from Ken Ricker, but just a reminder, two weeks from today at uh, the Randolph Golf Course, uh, there will be the second Frank Martin Golf Tournament. Uh, for those of you who are interested who haven't heard, you can get a hold of Tony at the website. He'll get word to me, and as soon as I get the information, we are going to put it on the website one more time. My email address, in case anybody ever needs to send anything, Tony at WGR550.com. Feel free to post stuff on our Facebook page. Simply Google or search whatever on the Facebook search thing. Inside High School Sports, we'll get you in on there. Just Uh, so you know, Anthony, uh, I'm going to play hooky in two weeks. I will be down there. The Jamestown Elite Softball girls will be spoiling the heck out of me and uh, you know it's tough that's job, too but bad so- that was the week we had garbage plates coming in <laughs> we had many i mean we had all kinds of food buffet uh sorry here put them in the fridge that. i can nuke them yeah it might it might last <laughs> good luck with that uh let's see niagara falls high school is named brent Gottich as their new basketball coach brent is a longtime assistant and he replaces uh sal constantino who stepped down at the end of last season so uh, niagara falls has a new hoops coach now our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week goes to Cleve Hills Glenn Graham for being named New York State High School Coach of the Year. If you would like to nominate a coach for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week, simply go to livefit.com and you can submit your uh, your nomination there, and then we will select a winner and announce it as we do each and every Saturday. Thanks to the good folks at G&G Fitness. Mr. Tom Prince. So we got a lot of stuff to go over. Boy, there's some crazy things happening over in baseball. And, you and, think? And when we're starting to see some things really start to take shape is what we're starting to do. Um, let me start first with two big uh, pitching outings that happened uh, uh, over this past week. The first one comes out of... Um, comes out of Chautauqua, Chautauqua Lake, uh Kyer Matka throws a no-hitter. Plus, we have out of Hamburg, Kyle Borello throws a no-hitter against against Sweet Home. Listen to this. Walks the first batter. Perfect the rest of the way. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got to tell you, he has been on fire uh, on the mound. Uh, Hamburg has just been coming out of the gates really well. Even a loss, they had a loss. I got to watch them with a loss to Frontier. And in that loss to Frontier, we actually hit 11 11 in the seventh inning where Connor Eisenman from Frontier came up and hits a grand slam in the bottom of the, uh, in, actually in the top of the seventh for Frontier for them to be able to take the lead was uh, just unbelievable. It really was to watch what was going on down there. And uh, Hamburg and Frontier both have some quality kids on both those teams that we're going to be hearing about uh, along the way. 
But uh, right now, Kyle Borello uh, is definitely one of the top pitchers in the area, and, you're, and he's proven it right now. So. One team that you talked about earlier in the year when, when we were doing uh, our baseball preview, and you talked about Lockport. <laughs> they have been on a roll. Two big wins uh, this week. Was it over Grand Island and um, Lewisport? Yep. Uh, what's going on with the Lions? Well, Flexing their lion muscle. Listen, they're 14-0. Okay, there are, that was one of the ones we were. I, it was my next ones to talk about to say is they are off to the start that you're looking for. In fact, they're going to muddy the waters when we bring NFL and ECIC one together for the AA conference, right? Mm-hmm. Section AA, and where you'll see Lockport and Niagara Falls come down and join. Will North and Clarence and Orchard Park and Lancaster and Frontier and Jamestown when they all come together. This is going to be one of the toughest AA conferences that we'll ever see probably at this point because all from I'm telling you from 1 to 8 could win a game. Right now, unfortunately, Jamestown is dealing with an injury to their top pitcher, Bryce Jackson. He was playing in Will North. And he uh, tweaked his kneecap um, uh, running to first base at the at the Will North Complex. He's hoping that he's only going to be out for another week, but could be till the playoffs. It could be till the end of the season. It just depends how much that heals. Yeah, and then you got to think that you can't. You're not talking 100. percent right. You're just talking about the ability, you know, being uh, comfortable enough to get out there. It's a big difference when you're, you know, between just getting out there and being 100%. Right. And but you're talking about a division 1 quality pitcher right here who could go in now think about that. You're in 8 seed at Jamestown possibly right now. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but let's just say it does. You could end up going to a 1 seed and have to see Bryce Jackson your first game. Wow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That could, that could be a tough one for anybody that's out there. Right. That's what single elimination is all about. Hot pitcher, hot goaltender. You know, and that's what you're going to see out there. And they've got them all over the place. But ECIC 1 is very, very interesting. And then when you add Lockport and Niagara Falls, it's going to become even more. So Lockport, you've seen here is 14-0. This will be their week that you're really going to see exactly what Lockport's made of. You've got Ken West right now. They are actually in a game right now that did not finish. They are actually in the, I think it's the top of the fourth right now in a 0-0 game with Ken West. That game is going to be finished on Tuesday after they play Ken West on Monday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right? So you're going to have Ken West Monday in a full game. Tuesday you're going to have Ken West in a partial game. They still have Niagara Falls to play in a game that needs to be finished, plus Niagara Falls also. So you've got right now the top of the NFL league now going to play with, with Lockport. And, so we're going to find out what the We're going to find out. Now, listen, they have a big win over Niagara Wheatfield. Yes. A huge win because I've been saying all along I think Niagara Wheatfield's one of the top teams in that division also. That was what, last week? That was last week. Listen to this, right? 3-2. They're up. Niagara Wheatfield, bases loaded. Bases loaded, one out. Three balls, zero strikes. And the, um, the, the again, I don't know if he had the green light or not, but he, he, he went as if he had the green light, swung at the next pitch, went back to the pitcher, to home, 
home to first double play. They get out of it. Whoa. That's a big win for Lockport right there. Oh, wow. <laughs> That, In that case, he better have had the green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or gonna be, something's going to be chewed out afterwards. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to more baseball talk. Uh, Roger has some softball stuff for us, and we'll have all that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. We're talking, uh, we're going to throw everything out there today, I guess. Uh, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of softball. Put Got that all lacrosse. together. And, yeah, throw some lacrosse in there. The sauce smells good. <laughs> Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock, so make sure you keep it right here. WGR Sports Radio 550. Huge congratulations to Kadri Olison, Niagara Falls native, uh, Canisius High School standout, played his college ball at Pitt, uh, was drafted in the fifth round by the Atlanta Falcons, signed his contract, saw a little bit of footage of him, uh, his dad posted, and our buddy Mike Ferentino also posted it. Uh, he looks good. <laughs> I know it's only you know rookie camp or whatever that they have going down there, but uh, he looked good running out there. So congratulations to Kadri. Uh, we are all going to probably be Falcons fans this fall, outside of the Bills, of course. And so uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> all right, baseball talk. Back to you, Mr. Prince. So let's talk just Lockport, some of the leaders on that team. I just wanted to recognize some of the kids. Sean McKinney, Reese Perry, Andrew Galt, Tyler Sansoni. Um, some of the leaders that you're going to see from Lockport that have actually gotten them to that 14-0 record. Um, then we were talking a little bit about what's happening, that they're going to be joining the teams from ECIC 1, less West Seneca West, who will go down to the A class for for sectionals. What did I say in the very beginning of the year? Pitching. Watch. This team, this conference will be beating each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen is what I said. Look at this week. Will North goes to Clarence sweeps Clarence, who I think probably at this point was the best team in Western New York when you look at all around that's out there. I looked at them and St. Joe's as being almost right along each other as two of the top teams here in Western New York. Will Norris says, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to have something to say about this. Sweeps Clarence, then plays West Seneca West last night, beats them handily last night, and they're saying, is okay, watch out now. We're in the mix of this. So Clarence goes from the lead of ECIC1 to now third place, and now you're talking about first place right now is Orchard Park. Now you go Will North in second, and then you go Clarence in third. And I'm telling you, it's still not over because watch what Orchard Park still has to do. Orchard Park still has to play Frontier twice and West Seneca West twice. With quality pitching and Frontier can hit the ball, I'll tell you that right now. Be careful. This is far from over as far as this division is concerned. Oh, it's going to be a nail-biter right to the end. Yep. I like that. Um, now let's go over. If we go over from Niagara Frontier, now we're going to go over to Niagara Orleans. Definitely right now the team leading that division is Medina. Medina, I've heard you out on social media. I'm with you. You got me. I'm coming out there today. Let's see exactly what Medina has. They're going to see Roy Hart later today, which is right now sitting in uh, second place in Niagara-Orleans. 
But you've got Medina at a 12-1 record right now. And I'm telling you, if you remember preseason when I talked about Medina, it was a young team last year, has some great uh, people that they've brought back. They are going to be a tough out. I really believe they're probably the deepest of all the teams in the Niagara-Orleans Conference. They are going to be tough. And, in fact, if you look at the small schools, just took over as the number one uh, small schools in our poll that we've been doing for small schools. They'll be right there, especially since yesterday I was over at Iroquois, or at, at I shouldn't say that, I was at Depew, for Iroquois Depew, which was an Iroquois home game <laughs> that we've been talking about, <laughs> <laughs> that Iroquois actually wins 3-2, um, watch yeah well they have a pitcher that went to the mound for Iroquois Nick Parch uh, is his name was unbelievable on the mound he actually will go anywhere from a submarine style pitcher to a three-quarter style pitcher to the over the top depending on what he's seeing from the batter he will go all different arm angles and as his confidence grew throughout the game he was getting faster and faster throughout the game no doubt was big. Unfortunately for both teams, the play came down to right field in both cases where there were errors in right field for both teams, and that's where the scoring came about. In fact, that's where uh, where Iroquois ended up taking the lead on uh, because of a missed ball out in uh, right field. Is he a righty or a lefty? He's a righty. Okay, because I would think Anthony overhand or – maybe submarine when he's facing a left-handed batter, I would imagine he would come three-quarter arm against a right-handed batter to get the batter to, you know, as we used to say, step in the bucket. And, and where he's lining up on the uh, pitcher's mound. But, boy, versatility from pitching like that, that's almost like uh, one of these ambidextrous guys that could throw either left-handed or hey, right Hey, there'd be no cussing on this show, Roger. You like it when I talk dirty, I don't do. you? <laughs> and in fact, if on Twitter you saw the pictures I got, you're going to see one of the pictures I got is him to go into almost in his warm-up where he's about to go submarine style, and you can see him drop really low in the pictures there. That's got to um, mess with a batter. Well, oh, and, and, yeah. And that's the whole purpose behind it and you could see is it, it it there were a couple people it didn't bother but when you're talking a one through nine lineup it's going to affect some of the people in that lineup sure. and he did a great job of being able to uh to pitch out of it and he can control all his pitches yeah. no matter which uh overhand underhand sidearm yeah the only time i saw him maybe get a little bit when control is when uh he actually would try to amp up his speed because he was he was getting pumped is what it was and that could be anybody could have that problem yeah, exactly um, but now that we're in ECIC3, I think you're seeing right now Iroquois has taken kind of the lead there with a with a 5-1 lead and a big win over Depew. Again, another division that's just going back and forth with each other, huh? You had Depew earlier lose to East Aurora, right? East Aurora, who's right now 2-4 and four in the conference, comes up with a big win over Depew. Then Lakeshore goes to... Uh, East Aurora beats East Aurora. You have Lakeshore, who has a big win over Depew now also. And I'm telling you, watch out. I've been saying it all season. Lakeshore's got a kid, Nate Lockwood, that you need to watch out for. He was injured towards the end of last season. He sat out the summer this year. The kid's going to get stronger and stronger as as the season goes along. He's about 6'4", 6'5", this kid stands Once he gets his bearings and he starts seeing more and more and has confidence, I'm telling you, watch out. Lakeshore is going to do some damage. Sure. You know, it's another one. Um, 
Depew, they threw uh, the, his pitching staff. He's got three kids deep. It's, he's got another one where his pitching staff's going to keep him in every single one of his games. Depew's going to be there in the end. I love what I saw with the Iroquois. I love how Iroquois will be able to play small ball as well as be able to hit with anything. I gave the offensive MVP to their eighth batter this past day, uh, Bryce Yorkie, um, or Bryce York uh, is his name. And he was saying is he was just starting to get his bat back. So you're talking about, think about that, an offensive MVP coming from your A spot. What does that say about this Pretty team deep. and what they're capable of sure. doing? Sure. Um, Pioneer is another one do not watch out for. They just lost, they beat Iroquois the other day. So now you're talking about you could see anybody in this division can beat each other, especially when you're talking about a pitcher. One pitcher going out, winning that game, shutting you down for that day. And again, we're talking about high 40s, low 50s. The bats aren't usually not stinging on those days. Those are pitching days. Those are where the pitchers are going to excel when it's colder out normally. And again, that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Tom, is there an equal sting whether you use the wooden bat as opposed to the aluminum bats? I know in the wooden bat, when it's 40 degrees out, you know, you try to bunt and get on for a hit because, boy, if you get fisted with a wooden bat, it you hurts. Know, you, you, you just want to bite your tongue. Yeah. But uh, is it like that with the aluminum bat? Yeah, sometimes it's even worse because it's the wow. sting and the vibration of the bat that'll be out oh, there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't even visualize that, Anthony. Yeah. So it, uh, again, but it depends on how cold, what it is, you know, everything there. Um, and then you're talking about ECIC two, which is another one we talked about Hamburg here. And I'm going to tell you, Hamburg legitimately could have like a top five pitching staff in all of Western New York. I mean, we already talked about Kylo, Kyle Barillo. We've already talked about Dylan, uh, Dylan Crowley is another top person. Evan Chafee, the ninth grader, that, that that has just been unbelievable right now on the mound. You're talking about he's got three number ones on that staff right wow. now. That is unbelievable. My goodness, 1-1-A right? one, one and 1-B, one huh? Yeah. What a, wow. nice, you know, what a and, nice dilemma to have. And then he's got Fumarelli out there. He's got Rideback out there. He's got some other names to be able to help pull that staff through. I'm telling you, Hamburg's going to be standing there towards the end. Watch out. It's a pitching staff that's been unbelievable. If you remember back at the, uh, the beginning of the season when we talked about Hamburg and Starpoint in that game where it was a no-hitter and they ended up losing the game, trust me, they're going to see each other again. Starpoint's another uh, team that is really good. Do not forget Will East. Will East has got one of the better players in all of Western New York. And well, Joe Will East Mack just beat Starpoint. That's, you know, that's the point. Now, I want to see when Hamburg and Will East are going to go head together, and Will East has got to see Kyle Brillo and Evan Chafee and Dylan Crowley all at one time. You've got a pitchers that can go in there again, talk about that pitcher that's going to come and shut you down. Hamburg's got them. Wow. Hamburg's got the capability of being able to do that. But again, do not count out those Will East bats. Those Will East bats can hit anybody, right? Now the question is whose strength's going to end up winning in that game? <laughs> Have fun with that. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, it really but is. and then Hamburg, like I said, Kyle's already throwing a no hitter now versus Sweet Home, West Seneca East. Who even though they've struggled in their in their zero for four, he's got players right now all over the place that can play. He's got some pitchers. He just had a kid, Jackson Strong, hit two home runs in a game the other night. Um, it, it, like I said, top to bottom, you cannot 
really overlook anybody. There's just a few teams that are really low on the bottom that uh, that are getting beat up on, and that's where you see some of the scores get out of hand. But I really believe you're seeing is at any point somebody's going to be able to take a pitcher and put him out there and be able to throw at any time. Incredible. How about Matt Senior Martin? Is anybody going to challenge St. Joe's, or are they going to pull away from this? Look at St. Franny's just two weeks ago threw a no-hitter against St. Joe's. You know, Hellig, Hellig threw a no-hitter versus St. Joe's uh, just last week. Are you anticipating those two are going to wind up battling it out for Do the— Do not uh, count St. Mary's out. St. Mary's has got a team that's in there that can hit, and he's got some leaders on there. Um, I like St. Mary's in the mix in there, too. Um, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you get at least past the one-game stuff so that you can, you know what I mean, make sure you get to series. I think in a series— Right now, St. Joe's stands head and shoulders above everybody else. But anything can happen. Sure. Right? But How I, does it look standing-wise now? The reason I ask is obviously whoever finishes second and third, one of them is not going to end up playing at, what is it, Salem's Field now? <laughs> uh, the best, uh, again, what he was alluding to, the series, uh, the uh, finals is best of three. Right. That's all the difference between night and day. So theoretically, one team between St. Mary's, St. Franny's, and St. Joseph will not make it to the final. So it's probably key to finish first only so they play the fourth seed as opposed to the second or third. Right. You know, but even the fourth seed, I mean, you're looking out there. Let's look at a, uh, a school like Timon. Timon's got a kid right now there. Um, you know, Sean Hayes right now for, for Timon, who is considered one of the better players in the area, too, that could easily come in and shut somebody down. He has a game. Now you're talking about in a one-game series, here's a pitcher that comes in and be able to save the day for Timon. So do, and, and Timon went down south and played IMG which is one of the considered a baseball factory down there. Well, actually, they're a right? factory in every sport. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you look at down there, they went down and won an 8-6 game with Sean Hayes on the mound. <laughs> it's excellent. <Yeah. laughs> it right? really is. So so here we're talking is 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 the four seed uh, you know, a, a guarantee that you're going to be a walk-in? No, because there is somebody that could easily go and produce right there. Question on Monsignor Martin. Are they subject to the same pitch count regulations that uh, come out with the public schools? Yes. So you just can't have one pitcher and ride him till his arm falls off? Correct. Yeah, Correct. you don't want to do that. Well, no, but I mean, if they didn't have to, some. I know. And I won't say any more on it, but you know where I'm going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and you can see the one team we haven't even talked about there is Canisius. It was off to a very slow start. That's surprising me. Um, well, a brand-new coach in there. He's trying to get his style in, I think, at this point, trying to feel out the players there and their strengths, and, and now but you're starting. talent. Listen, there's always going to be talent, but there's always an adjustment. And then when you start your games off against St. Joe's and St. Franny's, sometimes it's a, Yeah, welcome a, you know, to the gauntlet. Right, yeah. exactly. So, And they, they've also played a, a tough non-conference sure. schedule to boot. Um Probably their worst loss, I would say, is to Nichols. But here's Nichols, a team that's scratching and clawing. And, and, and Coach Breeze right there right now has been doing a phenomenal job of taking 
four young, he's got four freshmen, I think, right now on that starting team, and they're starting to get confidence. They know they can play with teams. It's great what he's seeing because I hope Nichols is able to build that program up. And for the future, you're going to see Nichols actually be somebody that you're going to have to deal with. I'm telling you, Ray, I mean, whether you're looking at uh, Public or Monsignor Martin, it, the playoffs look like it's going to be fun. It, it will. It, we're, we're going to hear upsets all over the place. There's no guarantee or any – like, I bet you if we sat here and we picked who our final games will be in the sections, there'll be upsets all over. Someone will, will, will be like, well, how did they get there? That, that makes it a lot more fun. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I know we're way behind in uh, what we're trying to get in, but uh, we've got the next few weeks before. Uh, CD meeting is, what, two more weeks? No, um, CD meetings take place starting Wednesday till the 22nd. So next week we'll be able to get a lot of the seating stuff taken care of. Not next week's show. So we're we're pretty much wrapping up the regular season, then we'll get into postseason. So we're going to be covering it this way pretty much all the way to the end. And, man, it's a lot of fun. All right, we'll be back with more. Don't forget Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and I would like to take this moment to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to my lovely wife, Jeannie. I hope you ladies all have a great day tomorrow. Unfortunately, it's going to be a bit on the chilly side. So, uh, I don't know. Hey, it could Go be chi- breakfast. It, we'll I was going to say, it could be chilly as long as you're eating something good and enjoying family and enjoying everything about it. And, Excellent. And yep. you as a son are taking care of mom. I'm sure that the rain will be uh, be fine as long if as you, you take care of mom. If you fellow dads out there, take it from me. Tell your wife to sit down, relax, do the chores yourself. You know, Step up. Step up your game, guys. This is our weekend to step it up. Remember the year we were we were doing a dedication to moms on the show, and this guy calls up and says, "Hey, how come you're not talking about all the contrib- contributions dads make?" I go, oh, "We'll do that next month for Father's Day." <laughs> 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 he didn't quite grasp the idea, the concept that it was Mother's Day weekend. All right, uh, we are t- trying to throw you know things out there, this and that. Oh, uh, congratulations to Amherst lacrosse coach Stefan Hen. Uh, his 300th career victory, class guy, great guy. If you see him out there, give him a pat on the back and tell him, well done. Roger. Softball. Monsignor Martin still has quite a bit of their schedules to go through. Uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster looking like the top team. I was at a game last Sunday. They handled Sacred Heart pretty well. Uh, Maggie Kellner, the catcher, uh, arguably the best player in Monsignor Martin, it is not a pitcher. De Pasquale from Narden. I look for Narden and St. Mary's of Lancaster to eventually end up in the championship game for Monsignor Martin. Class AA, Orchard Park made a huge advance this week. They won four games. Uh, they beat uh, Lancaster. On Wednesday, they beat Frontier and Frontiersfield 4-3. to three. And... Uh, most impressive, they beat Clarence twice this week, and because of the uh, weather, they switched their home game to Clarence, so they ended up playing both games at Clarence and were able to come out ahead. They won 4-2 to two earlier in the week. Yesterday, they won 7-6. to six. This time, Liz Liss was not in the circle, but she did hit a home run and a double uh, to help uh, Orchard Park win 7-6. to six. 
Liz Liz can beat you not only with her arm, but also with the bat. Right now, they look like the early favorite in double uh, A. Class A, uh, I'll use my old cliche, Anthony, If uh, but I'll go as far as state championship, not just section championship. Will East, if they don't win the state this year, at very least there should be an investigation. Aren't they number one in the state? Number one in the state yeah. in Class A, and in my opinion, in all classes. They okay. are that good. They're the real deal. We talked about Mac playing uh, baseball for Will East. His sister, Christy, is a senior. She bats six in the lineup, and if she's batting six in that lineup, that is a potent lineup. Plus, they have Summer Clark. Actually, they have two D1 pitchers. Summer Clark, only a sophomore, already committed to Missouri. Uh, the other pitcher is, uh, name escapes me right now. It'll come to me. Carol Leone? Carol Leone. She's going to uh, UB. So they have two D1 pitchers. They have Rachel Steffen and, like I say, Christy Mack, uh, Maddie Miskey. They're loaded. They are loaded. Anything less than a state championship, I think it's finally Chris Doerr's year. How's Luport? I mean, they seem like they had two quality wins this uh, this past week. Looks uh, like they're Luport, making some moves. Class B? I believe that's Class B. If I'm are honest. they? I thought they were. Okay. Uh, uh, other teams in Class A. Uh, last year, uh, Iroquois rode up. Uh, Brooke Plonka's shoulders all the way to the state finals. Uh, supposed to be an off year this year with Brooke Plonka graduating. Somebody forgot to tell the rest of the Iroquois team because they're highly rated in the state, playing very well, I believe, 10-2. and two. Hamburg, uh, they actually lost to Will East uh, only 5 to nothing a little over a week ago. That's a moral victory against Will East. And, in fact, weren't for unearned runs and – Sometimes the runs are earned, but it's mental errors where they advance where you can't on the score sheet show unearned. Five to nothing. Uh, they are by far the team that's done the best against Willie so far this year. Class B, Eden, Fredonia, Roy Hart, any one of them on any given day. If everybody brings their A game, I like Eden quite a bit. Looking forward to seeing them twice this afternoon. Class C, Chautauqua Lake. This might sound like a broken record, but I'm looking forward to seeing them twice this afternoon. Both of them will be playing at the uh, Depew Invitational. Chautauqua Lake, of course, defending state champions. Only lost one player from the team a year ago. Uh, Team most capable of beating Chautauqua Lake, in my opinion, is Chautauqua Lake. Class D, I can't comment too much about. Earlier in the year in the state rankings, you know how state rankings go. You're comparing apples and oranges, so it's opinion more than based on overall performance. In fact, I like apples better. You like the apples? Uh, I could go either way, Anthony. But although bananas are my favorite because they have appeal, but that's beside the point. I'm going home. <laughs> Forestville was rated. Oh, even even Derek uh, woke him up on that one. I think he got sick. <laughs> uh, Forestville was ranked like fourth a few weeks back. They are down to 16th in the state. Brockton has since passed them, so I'm guessing Brockton would be our most likely candidate for Class D. Again, that is a guess. I haven't had the opportunity to see Class D as of yet. Man, we got it so I love the competition. All right, uh, quickly, Francis, before we get going. Uh, lacrosse semis for girls lacrosse semis for Mount Barn are going on right now. 
Mount St. Mary's is taking on St. Mary's of Lancaster. That started at 1030. That'll be followed by Sacred Heart against Buff Sam. Uh, both of those games are taking place at Canisius College. When are the finals on that, Francis? Do I do know? not have a date on the finals. It should be sometime this week, I would guess. At, yes. And probably at Canisius. Congratulations, Missy Hufford. Softball uh, letter intent was signed to go to Canisius just this week also. Oh, I missed so that. So let's, uh, let's congratulate her. Big congratulations. Um, to um, great parents. Yeah, so that was uh, that was announced today uh, out on not today during the week on social media. So outstanding, outstanding stuff. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. I'm on my way home, trying to still waiting to hear confirmation if we are going to be playing today or not. It's tough when you've only had a few practices, but we'll see. Uh, thanks to Derek Kramer. Sal Capaccio's up next with Sports Talk Saturday. Make sure you keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.